Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hello, good evening and welcome to the Fatback 4 for this Sunday night. Um, Wolverhampton Wanderers nil, Divock Origi won. Um, yeah. And Divock Origi sends um, the Divock Origi Ultras to the top of the Premier League for a couple of hours <laughs> yesterday. Um, on the show tonight, we're going to go all the way through Wolves against Liverpool. We're going to have a big chat around Divock Origi. We're going to talk about how defensive Wolves were. I was absolutely shocked at them yesterday. And um, we asked a question, is this a 20-plus game running? Because it's starting to look that way. Um, oh, there's just loads to get through. Loads and loads and loads to get through. But um, Kev, Shawnee and Keith are with me to sort it all out. Um, Shawnee, straight into it. Um, How did you feel after that game yesterday? Without giving me any details about the match, how did you feel, Shawnee, in yourself? Elation. Like, elation. Like, this is the proper, like, we've had fans back in the stadium now since the start of the season. And look, obviously, it's improved tenfold, but... That's what I was proper about yesterday, like the eruption of the bench and the away supporters after the goal. It, it, it's really at the. I think that the this had the line the touch paper now on the title race. I think the title race has now started in December. You know what I mean? Like normally you said the twenty game run in. Yeah, literally looking now, it, it's going to be dig for dig, so to speak, every week and look. Yesterday showed that we have the guts again. That's that's what really stood out to me is that this seems like a little bit of a not gonna say watershed, but it feels like sort of a mark of this team's mentality again that they're ready to go and you see some of the stuff that the players posted on social media afterwards is like they fucking want this badly. They yearn for silverware this year. Um and we'll guarantee individuals in the output. Look, it, it's just Elation and relief, 
as well. Okay. Keith, um, I done a post-match show yesterday and we had loads of fun and people seemed to like it. Um, and you were in there and you said, not long after I said... Um, I might have said a force, guys. No, I think I said a force, and then you bothered your ass to come on and look at the show. That's what happened. Um, I didn't want to say it, but look, that's where we are. I might have put it into WhatsApp, and you stole it from <laughs> there, but no one ever. I've got to go and fucking get the timestamps on them now. Um, <laughs> but we both were both in agreement, Keith. Yeah, like yeah. your feelings after the game, I felt like this is Villa all over again. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. It's how it felt to me, and Sean, he's right. It it gave you that bit of, you know, a rush that we haven't had in a long time. You know, we've gone through the sterile shit of no fans at football, and I know we we lifted the league title under them circumstances, but we're all of us are under no illusions that it wasn't what we enjoy watching as a spectacle. And it's come back, and the difference the fans being there has made has been enormous, as Sean he said. But when you get that moment and that Villa moment where. Oh, I think it might have been Sean. He actually said in the in the chat as well at one stage that you know these teams, it's it's a kicking the balls to them. Do you know what I mean? If you're looking at a three horse race, even at this stage, and you think one of them is going to drop points, and then they pull it out of the bag like that, it's a, it's brilliant for you. It's those two things that lift you, and it knocks the bollocks out of the other ones. And that's what yesterday felt to me. It was a sucker punch to the other teams that were looking on because you know. You can say, ah, oh, well, they're not going to care. They know they're going to drop points and Liverpool will drop points and Chelsea will drop points, City will drop points. I think it was even said when the Villa game happened that I think City lost that weekend, didn't they? They, oh, they lost that day yeah. earlier on. And no, I think they were drawn. The game ran at the same time. Yeah, they, they were, they were yeah. three o'clock kickoffs. That's right. I think we were 1-0 down, City were 1-0 up. <clears throat> yeah. Or 1-0 down, went 2-1 up. Um, they had gone ahead. We were still behind. Robertson equalised and then scores. And I think City draw. I think it might be Southampton. Yeah, it was a Spurs. No, Southampton. Southampton. Southampton was it? And it was just a swing. And I know you know that it didn't happen like that this weekend. Right? Chelsea lost and we we win. City win. So it looks like you know the the pressure even at this stage is going to affect you know teams. It's we weren't great yesterday. We'll come on to the game, but. You get that out of the bag at that stage and it just gives your whole team a lift. It gives your fan base a lift. I mean, if Divock doesn't come up and score that goal in the 93rd minute, 94th minute, this show tonight is different. Mm. Do you know what I mean? As it is, there's a pep in the step and we're going to be talking about it as it goes on. But it just had that feel about Villa the year we won it when the team, the mentality monsters sort of showed up and, you know, they were snatching victories from the jaws of defeat or a victory from the, the jaws of a draw and it just had that feeling about it Gav and I think the team needs it I think we've been quite methodical the way we've been going about our business but to give us that spark now that's the little injection that we need just to give us a kick up the arse and get us moving yeah no a couple of people are correcting me and I'll tell you and, and they're right City win that weekend but what happens is I think we play City the following weekend and at one stage it would have been City within three points of us and going to Anfield and they could have went level where it turns out we beat them the following week and go nine points clear them. Um, so that's what happens. You're dead right. But I'm nearly sure it was Southampton. But um, yeah, it was one of those. Kev, you know, we're going to talk about the possible 20 game plus, 20 plus game running later on. But, you know, going into that, like, away from the emotion of a Rigi scoring and, and just, just the three points of a Kev, because 
Chelsea, I thought, were, were in decent control for me against West Ham and then somehow found a way to, to lose the game. And we've kind of let them off the hook a couple of times, Chelsea in particular this season, when they've dropped points and we haven't capitalised. But when you sit down after that and all the emotion there, Kev, yes, you're kind of going, that's huge. Because not only is it massive for us, but it's massive for Chelsea going, no, we've given them that, they've given us their chances now and they're not going to fucking let go again. Yeah, here's the thing. Look, um, yesterday morning before a ball was kicked, if Chelsea won and we lost, it's a five-point gap, I think. Hmm. And in a three-horse race, a five-point gap can become an eight-point gap very quickly if the head space isn't right. Coming out of that, when Chelsea lost and we were going into the 93rd minute, all I was thinking was, please, please do something. Hmm. Whatever happens at worst case, don't fucking lose it. Yeah. That was my biggest fear. Don't fuck it up. You know, but whatever you do, if we can get something, we have to get something. You can't keep looking at a gift horse in the mouth and not taking it. And the different, I didn't watch it yesterday. I couldn't watch it. Uh, so I listened to it in the radio. And it was a different game completely to the one that I watched at 8 o'clock when it was on Sky. Because the radio commentary, the actual radio commentary was fucking unreal. The way the the the, the they they describe certain aspects of the game when I watched it live or re-live later on. We'll get to it later. But for what it's done for the title chase, it's put us in the driving seat to an extent. It's in our hands what happens now because we've got to play both of them. And you'd rather be – I think this is the one season you want to be a front, a front runner. You don't want to be behind chasing down a Man City or a Chelsea. Is that because you feel there's three in a minute? It's because because if you if you're I chasing think, two, it's harder. If you're you know, like if it's if it's one on one, chasing is nearly easier. But if you if you've two of them around you, chasing yeah. becomes harder because you're watching both of them. Like you said, you want to be a front runner, you're out in front and you go, you know what, we just do our business and yeah, they'll uh, they'll kill each other. Um any know, mistake any mistake that happens because no matter what happens, Chelsea and City are gonna take points off of each other. You know, irrespective. So anything else that happens in between that, as long as we're doing our business, we're okay. And City will feel the same. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, they're, I think they're still at a point ahead of us, but mm-hmm. they're, they're not going to go away. They're not going to go away. They're very experienced. They know exactly what they're doing. So do we. We're very experienced. And in fairness, it's something that for another night that we're going to have to address is the actual age of our squad. The average age of our starting 11 yesterday, I think, was 28, pushing 29. So I was worried when we get onto it. I was worried yesterday when I saw the lineup. I know everyone else was saying, you know, you wanted to see the same lineup and go again and what have you. I'm, I'm half nervous now at certain players playing a high volume of intense games. Yeah, but you'd be more nervous. Yeah, but you'd be more nervous if they weren't there. And be, the, fact, and the, the problem fact that is, is they might thing. not. Yeah, but the problem is if you overplay them, they might not be there for a sustained period of time. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a very delicate balance that Klopp has to get right. But my only my only argument against that is if Liverpool keep winning, all them players want to play, whether it's two two every two days or every four. That's just the way they are for me. Um, um, fifty nine likes, two hundred and fifty watching. Um, more people will come in and start watching. Um, but if you are watching, please hit the like button. If not, if you don't want to do it now, here on the way. How does that sound? Um, but do Fair. give it, give it a belt there and hit the 
bell icon. I keep being told to hit. I hate saying that. Hit the bell. It just yeah. fucking doesn't feel right. Uh, but do hit that bell icon, and every time we go live, um, you will. Uh, you will be know for it in some sort of way. I don't know. If postman knocks on the fucking door or something. I don't know how it works. Um, but look, let's go. Let, let's get into it. And Kev, you touched on something there. Um, so I'll stay with you. Um, just want to show people the lineup for anyone that was living under a rock. Um, yesterday, um, Allison, Trent, Matip, Van Dijk, Robertson, Fabinho, Henderson, Thiago, midfield, Mane, Jota, Salah up front. Kev, you were nervous about that lineup yesterday. And I've seen you on Twitter over the last couple of days asked, posing the question, you know, do we make changes? What do we do? And I answered it and said, same 11. Yeah. Same 11 as, as Everton because we've Milan in the week where we can rest. And then we look forward to um, two home games, Villa and Newcastle. Yeah. But you were nervous. Of course I was. I mean, you've got Henderson and Thiago both nursing back off of long-term injuries. I think Thiago played not... That was his first 90 minutes that he played yesterday in God knows how long. Um, nervous, but look, that is our strongest 11. And it proved to be right as usual. Klopp is fucking gets more right than wrong. But Wolves were a hard, hard nail to, to get through. Their recent run of results of was it four clean sheets, only scoring one, scoring in one. They were defensively sound that didn't go away when Nuno left uh, I was just mainly worried about the fact that you've got a midfield three that are both nursing injuries and three games on the bounce you know it was it's a lot to ask especially with players that are coming back from injury cold weather shitty December time and you've got a busy period coming up I know you've got a, a break in Milan in the week and that's all well and good but you can only pick players from the Milan game that are in the UCL squad. So there won't be as many changes as what people like. You can't just play the kids. You know, that option isn't there. The bench who were available yesterday will all probably play, but one or two others will probably have to start as well. So it's um it's always got to be a nervous time of the time of the season for everyone. Uh, for me just because well. of the volume of games. Because of pure volume of games, I know it's only two extra games that we have to play over everyone else. Is the League Cup, and I think we have one extra league fixture in December compared to everyone else, just because of the way the derby fell on the first of December. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I just wish Klopp felt more confident in maybe starting Ox yesterday or starting Divock yesterday from the start rather than feeling that he had to go with the same tried and trusted again. But, you know, like, I, I, I was delighted with the starting 11. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree with you because I was delighted because, you know, so good against Everton, come out there, and I was expecting Wolves to be a bit defensive and hit us on the break, and I just thought that midfield has a lovely balance of, of Fabinho, who just is a brilliant stopper and what he does. He has loads more, but his, his main thing for me is just how he stops attacks and picks things out and, and gets us going again. Thiago has an eye for a pass and Henderson has been really good, both, I wouldn't even say defensively, just picking stuff up and looking forward and getting balls to Salah and getting us moving. I was delighted with that and I thought we would have needed that yesterday. Shani, for you, that 11, were you happy or were you with Kev a bit and going, yeah. I'd throw him in, throw him maybe, maybe. It's a hard one, isn't it? Because when you see that 11, it's it's kind of hard to disagree with because they're fucking deadly. Look, you can't, you can't worry about right. It's going to rain. Do you know what I mean? It's going to rain anyway. That's the way I see it. You're going you're gonna to get injuries. So when your players are fit, you play them. 
You play yeah, them in games. You know what's going to rain, you bring a brolly with you. So Yeah, but we have brollies. We have players <laughs> coming back now in December. With the small players coming back. I know. Like, I, like, I can feel a Kevin Shawnee Rowe coming along. No, 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 no. I'm in a percent You just want an excuse to go to the fucking fridge, you. But the thing, the thing for me is... Um, I find the balance in the team now is is perfect at the moment, and that the Klopp is big on rhythm. Klopp is huge on rhythm, and for the very same reason, he won't play a player that he's only training one day a week. If he if he's getting if he's getting results with a team, he they will know. They will have sports scientists literally coming up and saying, "You've already heard him in your in press conferences when." He said, well, the doctor told me Millie can get 15 and he told me this, this. They literally have all their players clocked. So they know exactly when he was on red. Now, you can't coin it. You can't You can't legislate for impact injuries or stuff like that happening, freak injuries. Yeah, they yeah. happen. These things happen. These things can happen. It's, look at Chelsea yesterday. Zoom as well off West Ham. Players are starting to fall now. But I feel that, like... We're just getting a squad together at the right time. Cordis will be back now any week. You have Naby who's going to be an option now. Probably he's back in training, isn't he? And I think Bobby yeah. as well is expected back in training in the next couple of days. So although I'm with Kev, some of the the play like we're going to Milan on Tuesday, but the players aren't under any pressure. You think about last year, Jota is posting his bollocks to get into the team in them games. So he's literally. If I don't, I need to pick it up here because I'm trying to get in ahead of bodies, Bobby. So it's not really, it's not like that at the moment. So for me, I want consistency. I want them players. I want to see that midfield three as often as possible. I want to see Matip and Van Dijk start every game. That's that's what I do. Obviously, within reason. So look, you can't, that's our strongest 11. Yeah. I think that's our strongest 11 at the moment. That has oh, been this Wherever you, wherever you feel about Bobby, I think at the moment you couldn't couldn't justify leaving. Right now, if you're picking an eleven, that's yeah, yeah. That's, that's the best so, eleven. Yeah, yeah. So I think we should be playing our best players at every opportunity because, like you said, draws are losses in this league. Mm-hmm. And there's there's an awful lot of being being there's, there is an awful lot made of you know um, rotation is definitely a thing. But if you watch Pep Guardiola during the week, right, he literally put on the poor mouth during the week and said, oh, very difficult situation with injuries and COVID. And then he fucking listed off a load of shit. And you see in the team he put out against Villa. Look at the team in the bench he put out yesterday at Watford. There wasn't a single fucking player missing. So I don't know. Like, you know, th- there's a lot made of this and a lot looked into it. And I kind of go, now, I know where you're coming from, Kev. I do. Because part of me goes, could you get away with Ox instead of Thiago? Say for Ireland's sake, because we're playing Villa next weekend. Could you get away with, could you do Origi instead of Jota? But you know what, Kev? If we do that and they don't perform and just parts of that team that just don't, they just don't go right. And I'm not saying just from them two players. You're kind of looking there yesterday going, that's a missed opportunity against Chelsea. And I'd say if there was any doubt in Klopp's mind over his team, when he seen that Chelsea result there was no doubt in his fucking mind um, Archie Doolan says I can't find that bell there's a little bell icon somewhere there Char- Archie um, no joking Gavin Shani uh, think it's time to splash out on a few Christmas lights for that tree um, behind him that's the famous tree um, you can't You can't. Oh, hold on Shani's going to flick a switch oh, here is he oh, oh, oh hold oh, on the big reveal it's like the Christmas lights in town 
Ah, they're always smelly house. Yeah, there you go. The big lights are there. They're UV yokes to make it grow. Yeah, that's, 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 that's the resin. That's the impact, the strength. That's the resin. Yeah. I didn't want to turn them on. In case the guard had come over in the helicopter. You smell my sitting down now. Yeah, the well, ESB like, flying over with heat maps and all. Looking, where's this house? Ultra, Keith. ultra red. What's up? <laughs> um, to start at 11 for you are you in Shawnee's camp are you in Kev's camp where, where are you with this because uh, like Klopp just doesn't know better than all of us in fairness but there is party goes into games going oh I'm not too sure about that even if it is you know the perceived strongest 11 yeah I mean I think the fact that we have Milan during the week and the likes of Thiago and the likes of Henderson and the likes of Matip and the players that you might have thought might be getting to the red zone or might be the worries will get a rest then and you get a full week back. So I wasn't surprised he went with that team. I agree. I think it's the strongest team um, of what's available. I think Bobby sort of would come into the equation if he was available. Um, I think Klopp would, would have him in the equation despite what a lot of fans might think. I just think, you know, when you go into a team like Wolves, you want your best side. We saw how the game plays out. But the team, um, you know, they the fourth best defence in the league going into this game yesterday. They don't concede many goals. They play with a three three man, uh, three centre backs, two wing backs, which essentially makes them a back five. Yeah, and yesterday they, yeah, and yesterday they went with two holding players. Do you know what I mean? They bring the then Donker in and leave Moutinho out because they wanted that extra stability in front of that. So that was always going to be a tough one to break down. So you. You go in there, and my point is, you go in there with that midfield because Shawnee said it, the balance now in that team, in that midfield, is just, it's what you want. It's what we've been striving for. We're starting to see the best of Thiago now. No coincidence that he's playing consistently now with Fabinho and Henderson. We're starting to see what that midfield can do and how it can, you know, it, the, the attacks can get better. Now, like I said, you are never going to maybe blitz a team like Wolves out in their place yesterday. They're just not built for that. Some teams will batter them, but... I think, you know, we, I think if we'd have scored fourth half, it would have been two or three. Yeah, if we could have got through, and I think that's the way a lot of these teams are set up, Gav. You know, they set up really hard to break down. Once you get through them, they're fucked. But the longer they stay in it, the harder it gets. You see fellas putting their bodies on the line, Connor Cody and all this, throwing their heads in front of everything and... You know, fair play to them, but it, it is a hard nut to crack when you're doing that. So I think you need to have your strongest team in there. I think, you know, Villa next week, for example, I think you might be able to maybe change one or two for that game, just based on how Villa are at the moment. Uh, a good team, don't get me wrong. Um, but I just think Wolves, you had to have your hardest team because it was a defensive team away from home. And you just had to go and break them down. So I was delighted with the team, the lineup. I think it's as good as you can do. And the fact that we've a dead rubber essentially during the week means we can rest the players. We can give other lads a run. Mm. Um, the reclaimer is, is demanding 200 likes ASAP. You're on 140. By the way, that's not me fucking Christmas tree. No, it's tree. not. <laughs> it's not what the Christmas tree is up there. <laughs> <laughs> He's having to I'm prove not that it. Fucking the Grinch. Build that man a statue who I think it might be Red Steve. He just keeps changing his name. He's getting his worst of stiff on Mac at this stage. Um, but he said earlier, um, Shawnee's tree is back. Divock is doing bits. Coincidence? Question mark. Probably not a coincidence. Shawnee's tree is back and we're doing stuff. Um, but let's go on to the first half and 
Sean, I'll come to you first. Not a lot happening. Jota has a header that he should score. You know, he should score. It's a back post header and he just headed back across the goal and he scores. Um, he tries to be too cute for me and I think, I think, um, where I was watching, I think Dion Dublin might have been on the, I think it was Dion Dublin, but he was like, he, he, he just hates Liverpool. But he yeah, was like, he was writing what he was saying with that header. He was like, he should score. He shouldn't be too cool. And, and, yeah, and I agree with him. He just headed back across the goal and you score. But, and Liverpool, and Liverpool had, you know, Trent had one where he kind of snapped at it. You know, yeah. there was, there was one or two, but Sean, he, Oh, gets flashed across and yeah, uh, Robertson. Um, he's bleeding. So he's so it's a great tackle, doesn't he? Yeah, but but overall, Sean, look, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna gloss over this first half fairly quickly. Overall, after 45 minutes, are you in any way worried, or do you think there's more gears for us to go through? Because I remember you saying to me on 30, we're going, we're clicking through the gears now, and we did yeah, like, yeah. put the pressure on. But were you nervous at halftime? No, because I actually the the what like. I didn't think we actually, everyone was saying you win when you play bad, but winning when it's not going for you, I think is what should have been said yesterday. Cause yeah. I actually don't think that we play bad. I think they defended very well. I, I genuinely do. I thought there was times in the final tour where we, we were off and that can happen that the final ball was letting us down an awful lot. But like the thing that's annoying me, Gav, like people are turning around saying the amount of chances Liverpool conceded, like, I think nine out of ten of them chances yesterday were all offside. Yeah. And you're having a shot at Alisson in goal and he's offside and the commentators are up in arms going and they're in again, but they're offside. Yeah. Yeah. So they're literally... They're I, want, I, I want to actually talk to you specifically about that in a bit. So, so it kind of... It, it, it's created this narrative that we're sort of easier to get at, but why not? We just defend that high line. But we seem to be getting really back to our best in terms of what we're doing with that high line and I was a bit disappointed with Wolves yesterday. I thought about good defensively, but I just thought it was a bit like this. Is why I wasn't scared. It was it was literally hitting hope for them. They were literally just every kind to a dama, wasn't it? Just a long ball to a dama. He didn't play any football really. So like it's it, I wasn't worried because I said I, I did think that we had gears and it did look like we were clicking as the game was going on. It was like right, we're starting to get going there. It was similar to Arsenal where it was like. It just took a while to get going. It was flat. And then in the second half, he chances. Jota's miss. Oh, yeah. like, Where are you going? I asked you about the fourth Yeah, yeah. Half. Calm down, Sean. He calm oh, down. Sorry, sorry. Stop inhaling that tree behind you. So, um, <laughs> no, I wasn't worried, Gav. I wasn't. I genuinely, because we've been playing at a while. And I was like, there's no way we don't score. Yeah. Because we, we, we've all, we've, we've scored loads this season. So I was thinking, we will get chances and we will score. And I, I feel we're a little bit like Bayern Munich at the moment. Like when you get one goal, you get two as a bonus. We just seem yeah. to score in bunches now, like a goal, boom, boom, boom. So I wasn't worried, to be honest with you. Now, if you ask me at 85, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> different answer. Yeah. I was in the house yesterday and I was like, ah, oh, there's still time. And then I got to 90, 91. I was like, oh, and then when I hit 93, I was like, this. And I'm trying to set up the, the, the after, uh, the post-match show and the young is there and he's fucking having a breakdown. I'm like, how is he going to keep quiet with this? And I was like, and I'm going to have to talk about a nil all fucking draw. Um, uh, but, but Keith. At eight, at 90 minutes, Gav, I was thinking, how can I get out of this show tonight? I was going to text <laughs> it. I can't make it. I'm going to get a hair transplant. I was thinking of anything just to get out of this. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but, but Keith, coming to you, I know where Shani's saying he's not worried, right? Because, when I seen us beat Southampton 4 0, forget everything, right? Yeah. No point. But Southampton, for me, 
had some chances because we give we do give teams the opportunity to get at us because of the way we're playing and how committed we are to attacking, especially the fullbacks, right? And I looked at that game yesterday and I thought to myself, nervous before, saying Wang is a is a very good, intelligent yeah, footballer. Good Picks up good space. Oh, he was good yesterday, yeah. actually. Yeah, he's a Traore good. has pace to born, and if he if he gets one touch, if he gets a second touch on a ball, you're in fucking serious trouble because he's usually turned and running at you. And yeah, Jimenez can hold it up. Yeah, a second touch yeah. is usually getting the ball back. You know, fucking yeah. it's hitting uh-huh. the ball boy. Off the ball boy, yeah. But, um, but, but Raul Jimenez holds the ball up well. He can finish. He's a good footballer, right? But I wasn't in any way concerned about them because I just thought... I actually thought it was a bit of a disgrace yesterday, right? A disgrace probably a bit of a fucking strong word, but I just thought... All right, right, Jane, relax. You're at home. Yeah. <laughs> you're at home, right? Yeah, you're at home. I understand you're playing Liverpool, but they weren't interested. The first m- meaningful shot was on 44 minutes, I think, was the left-back. It was really good. Newry, I think. I Newry. Yeah, and it's miles off. It's miles away. And I thought to myself, they're not going to improve the second half because we're running the legs off them. They're chasing, chasing, chasing. A half time, are you thinking, Keith? Just get one, just get one, and it'll be. They'll have to do something, and then it'll be. We we be good to go. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I yeah, I get what you're saying. Wolves, they they had a game plan, and it wasn't much of a game plan. It was just hoof the ball out to Traore and hope for the best. I'm of the opinion of the same when we won the league that year. That I'm always confident. Do you know what I mean? Last season was it an anomaly, and before the injuries even struck, you know what I mean? It was we got humped by Villa and things like that. This feels like the Liverpool from a couple of years ago. Do you know what I mean? That they're, they're putting teams to the sword now, and where we didn't hit four or five or even two, you know, I just always felt there was a goal coming. I always felt that there was a goal in it for us, even up to the very end, and you know, we we have to be. You're going to come on to it about the, the Lions man and all that, give the, the flag and when chances are going in. We knew, the way we're playing now, it's risk versus reward. The high line is there. The fullbacks are pushing up. We're going to give away chances, but we're so good at holding that line that we're confident that right, if they get through once or twice, we've got the, the, the weapons to punish them at the other end. Now, the reality is their game plan was just hilfa to Traore. And you saw him, he was like... He was a shitty heavyweight boxer that gets gassed after a few rounds. Derek Chisora or Dillian White are one of these characters. Do you know what I mean? Like he's he's looks the part, right? The extra uh, extra small jersey on him and the blading baby oil on his arms and all that. He look, doesn't look like a footballer, but I think he he flatters to deceive an awful lot. And I think a lot of people get fooled by him. He, he he's no end product. This fella, he's he's just power, pace and power and run and I think if you can nullify him and I think we sort of did he, he got a few runs at us but he didn't do one do you know what I mean, he didn't really create too much so I was happy with how the, the, we were managing them and I always felt, I didn't feel they were going to get a goal against us and I just felt there was one coming for us, now obviously the later it goes, don't think that but I just yeah, I didn't think they were going to do anything even with this long ball to Traore all day because I felt Thiago was having loads of little nibbles at him throughout the game mm. and little chops at him, little chops all the time and that slows him, he was getting frustrated he was slapping the ground, he was doing all this Fabinho was taking a lump at him Robbo taking a lump at him and that's, you know, when you do that with these fellas they get frustrated and he doesn't have the intelligence to to get around that, you know what I mean? And I think he lost his head and I think he just petered out of the game. Yeah, like, Kev, 
we we know how defensive wolves were. We know how you know defensively they're set up, and I think Nuno was given a lot of um, credit on one hand for what he done at Wolves defensively, but kind of that's what probably lost him his job at Wolves because he felt he wasn't attacking enough and getting enough wins out of it. But they're they're, they're trying to apparently with, under this manager is um, play a lot more from the back, be a lot more attacking, um, but be more defensively sound. I don't know how the fuck he's going to do that, but that's the word coming out of him, right? But. But just from the Liverpool point of view, what did you feel like at halftime? Did you think a bit more? I didn't even think it was more creativity. I just thought it was more, a bit more patience. I thought we were rushing ourselves a little bit and it was a bit sloppy. Was that your, were you like that yeah, at halftime was... or were you just like same, keep going because it'll come? It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Because I was only listening to it, and the commentators were going on about the size t- uh, tackle on the line, that that was a really good chance. If Moore could have got the other side of him, that's one. Um, other than that, they were all saying it was a dead rubber. It sounded like a dead rubber, even in the commentary. The only thing that Wolves, apart from the, the tactics that they set up with, is we're not going to we're going to do everything possible not to get beat and try and nick something. Was the shithousery around the time wasted? That started off with the Cody injury that wasn't an injury because if he'd done that injury, what he laid on that he did, that he thought he did, he'd have been stretched off because it looked, even when I watched it back later on, he went down as if it was his Achilles. That was Achilles, yeah. 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 And he was grabbing his foot, rolling around, screaming and bawling. And he's the physio dive to try to get a penalty at Anfield two seasons ago. Oh, he's a proper shithouse. And that's that's grand. If you're a Wolves if you're a Wolves fan and that's your game plan, that's good for you. You know, you'll win nothing out of it, but you know, happy days. But that carried on then for the rest of the half. The slightest touch, down, physio on, kill the game again. And that's in fairness, from a Wolves point of view, that's how you set up against us. Set up against us to frustrate us and try and stop us playing, break the play up. And they were very good at it. But what Keith was saying about Adama was dead on. I mean, Adama, people talk about Adama for Liverpool and he'd be a great super sub and what have I'd you. I'd hate him. Adama. He'd steal my fucking head in, he would. He can't play football. He would genuinely be the right-wing version of Luis Garcia, who scored huge goals for Liverpool. Don't get me wrong. No, he, he wouldn't, because Garcia scored goals. No, but, but Lewis, no, but what I mean is, on, on a frustration level, Garcia yeah. scored huge goals, but he was so, so frustrating to watch playing for Liverpool. Like it was, he's yeah. probably the most frustrating player I've ever seen. Play for there, was, there was an interview done with, um, oh, what's his name? The full, was it Enrique, the fullback for us. Yeah, that yeah. went to Newcastle, and he talked about Adama. Came from Newcastle. Yeah, he came from Newcastle, but he talked about Adama as, but he's too big. His his body is just too big for a footballer. He's a walking injury waiting to happen, and he's got a he's got one trick, and he will go past fullbacks for fun, and he'll chip it into Raúl Jiménez, and Raúl Jiménez will get four or five goals a season off the back of that. That's it. That's his trick. That's all he can do. 
He's very good at it if he's given space. But we were very clever yesterday in little fouls, not picking up bookings. And as long as we weren't picking up bookings, that was fine. The problem is if you pick up an early uh, early couple of yellows, yeah. a yellow on Thiago and a yellow on Robbo, then, he, then Traore becomes a dangerous dangerous player. But for us at half time, I just thought more of the same. Keep doing what you're doing. You're getting chances. And we were. We were getting chances, half chances, and what have you. Just, like you said, slow it down, get the right chance, and it will come. But then when we get into the second half and you see some of the chances that we didn't convert, you're just thinking to yourself, the first thought that comes into your head, we were always going to fucking fire a blank at some point. Please don't let it be today. Yeah. Not against this lot. Not against this. Because all that would do then is there's your blueprint to play Liverpool yeah. for the rest of the season. Oh yeah, you and get that's that, what yeah. and that's what we get for the rest of the season. Yeah. But it was we needed to get the three points more than anything to show that look, if you want to come at us like Southampton, and Southampton got chances because Southampton took risks. They gave up chances like you know, like they were Santa. But they got chances because they gambled. Wolves didn't gamble. And if they'd have got a point out of that, it would have been an absolute travesty and a blueprint for the rest of the for the rest of the Premier League for playing us. And not just the Premier League, for Europe as well. But it's a, do you know what? It, it's it's a massive win for Liverpool, but when you see teams trying to come out and play us, um there's not many that do that, but they get hurt. There's teams that will take chances like Southampton four nil. There's teams that come out and, you know, have a little go and think they're in it, Everton four one. But then you see a team that go ultra defensive there yesterday and they still get beaten. And the rest of the league are looking going, it's not a blueprint. Like you say, Kev, that blueprint is no longer there because you have to actually just defend for 90 minutes and do nothing going forward. Nothing um, in order to try to get anything. And it still yeah. still doesn't work. Um, Keith, yeah. on 60 minutes, Jota misses a chance. And I genuinely had to check to see if this was fucking had to happen. I, I was like... Surely there's something wrong with this fucking screen that that ball hasn't gone in the net. A lot of people saying though that um, a lot of people saying that they felt it would have been disallowed if I had it went in. What Oi. do you think? What one um, because they reckon they might they might have done Jota for I think a push on the defender. No, I didn't I see anything. So, I don't think so. I mean, I think the last season maybe. La- exactly, season. that's what I was going to say. Last yeah. season, they the slightest touch was getting pulled back. I think they've changed it now that, you know, unless there's enough force. I didn't even say a push, to be honest. Like, I think it was just maybe a coming together. But, you know, I think Jota was lively yesterday, but he didn't have his best game. There's no excuse in not scoring there. I think he's usually a calm finisher. And he does the opposite of calm. You know, he gets in, could try and strike it early when the open goal carries it in, carries it in, two lads on the line, you still should be able to slot it in and find the space. And he just blasts it straight into Cody. Now, look, Cody does well. He gets back on the line. The two of them are on the line. Uh, but I couldn't believe he missed it because he's not a, a panicking. You know, he doesn't usually panic. He's a killer. He's a dead eye when he gets in there. And it was unlike him. I don't know if the Wolves thing sort of affected him, going back to Molyneux in front of... Uh, crowd for the fourth time. No, oh, he's back there. He scored there. Has he? Liverpool, Did he? Yeah, but was that a, was that fans? I don't know, but he scored there. Yeah, no, I thought he maybe, said maybe, that. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Crazy you, it's like in crazy golf and you go for the trick shot to get the good yeah. that set up in the hole nicely. Like uh, he tries to put it through a gap only the size of the ball, a go through. Like that's. I think it's, it's I one think of them. 
I think he's I think he's in his mind he's thinking if I go to the side they're gonna they're gonna both kind of nearly part here and jump to the side when I go to strike this hop the block and I'm just gonna put it down the middle. But like when you see him behind the goal, you're like just pass it in there, mate. Yeah. There's fucking yeah. loads of room. There's no excuse. Like there's no excuse, but to in he in his mind he's probably thinking if I blast this and it hits them, it's still gonna go in. Bouncing, yeah, true. So literally it hits it hits Cody right in his car, like he takes the wind out and he's lying down in the goal after, like, you know what I mean? It was just it's just one of them. It, it was uncharacteristic Kajata, to be honest with you. You look at the yeah. one last week, he roofs it, but mm. It was just that's when I started to panic. Yeah. <laughs> that's when I was like, no, hold on, this is ridiculous now. Like yeah. I know there's lads on the line, but like hit it to either corner or up high in the air. If you blast it two foot higher, it's going in. Because they can't get that body in, in the shape to do it. But I was starting to panic there, I have to be honest with you. Yeah, I was looking at flights to Istanbul at that stage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely trying to get out of this show tomorrow night <laughs> after that messing. Um but the next thing up, um, and Sean, I'll come to you. He takes Hen- Henderson off, puts a Rigi on. Now, I thought Henderson was quite poor yesterday. I thought he was. Yeah, he was. Um, he was I, terrible, I, yeah. I, just watching him, I just thought he was. There wasn't enough patience in his game for me. He was trying things for me that I just thought, don't, just just keep playing, keep playing. And he was just a little, little bit off it, and that happens. Fine. But um, I thought, yeah, Henderson might come on off. But then when I seen a Rigi coming on, I was like, oh. Is he going four four two here? Um, that's what, one thing that really stood out to me yesterday is like Club went into his box of tricks yesterday. There was yeah. loads of there was loads of tactical changes throughout the game yeah. without even without changing personnel. You could see he changed the setup completely in the second half because Henderson is literally playing right wing and and Trent is further up and Salah slightly inside. So he was like he was overloading on on their right hand side. Yeah, and it, it was weird. It, it was real. But I think, Gav, we talk about Klopp's evolution. I, It's normally Fabinho sitting and then you'd have two either side. But now with Thiago, you can coin it. The boys kind of play as a double, double pivot. They, the, those, they just kind of hold there and Henderson has the license to, to round there. So it, when you seen in the second half, he made that change. It was a bit mad. And then I said in the group when he's whipping Henderson off and he brings he brings a Rigi on for Endo, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. It's four stretch. Yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking, what's going on here? And then you just see Jota Coyne drops into like a ten, sort of ten roll, and the two boys because they're not actually causing us any problem. They're not breaking through our midfield. They're just lumping the ball down the channel. So the, the boys are fine to cover here. So Klopp leading, he did like dive into his box of tricks yesterday, and it was good to see because that's one thing I kind of level at Klopp is that sometimes he can be reluctant to change it because they just trust the system too much. Like the tr- they, they trust the system to break through. But I agree with you. I think it was Hendo's poorest game for a while. Um, and look, I think he set himself a high standard because he's been so good in some games this year, and then he's been bad as well in other times. But there's no need to go over the top. He, he just he wasn't on it, like you said. I felt he was rushing some of his passes and some of his decision making was poor. But it's, look, the, the the sub, like Origi, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna change my mind just because he scored yesterday. Like mm-hmm. I get filled with dread when Origi comes <laughs> on, and I because I genuinely do. The attacks just always break down when he's on the pitch, for especially when he's playing off the lift. And is it the, the type of game though, Shawnee? I was thinking about this today. And I'll tell you why, right? Because 
if I see a Rigi starting a game in a League Cup game, I go grand. If I see a Rigi starting a game in a League game, I'm dreading it, right? And I'm with yeah. you. He scored a good goal. He scored brilliant, brilliant goals for Liverpool. Big, huge goals. Never take that away from him. But I, I'm, I'm like you. You know, if I see a Rigi starting against Aston Villa next week, I'm going, for fuck's sake. I am. That's the truth, right? Um, not because uh, not because he's, he's a bad player. I just think stuff breaks down, sure, right? The way our front three play is so clinical, so... You know, it's so, there's just so much movement and touch and everything about it, you know, so fluid, as they would say, that I worry. But when I see the type of game, i.e., they're penned in, you know, you're not looking for, you're not looking for them to run channels. You're not, look, you're literally putting them in there as a body and something will fall to him and he is a good finisher. I think that's where it suits him most, Johnny. And that's why the substitute role is probably the best. And don't get me wrong, if you're falling oh. up at 20 to go, you put them on to rest players. But in that sort of game, Shawnee, like, I'll put it to this way. If we're playing Chelsea on the 2nd of January and it's one all, right? And Chelsea are down to 10 men and they're still showing a bit of threat, a bit of threat. And, or, or not even down to 10 men, it's 11 against 11. I'm never putting a Rigi on the pitch. Never. But if Chelsea are down to 10 or we're chasing something, I'm probably throwing him on because he's a good finisher and he just has to hang around the box. Yeah. Now, like, I, and look, to be to give Origi his flowers, like, I don't mean to just blame piss on his parade. I actually thought he looked really good when he came on. He looked sharp. His mm. touch was good and he was turning inside and he was using the ball well. He, he looked good. He looked good. He looked genuinely good. And he, he, he's there. You know what I mean? He's a handful. He's different to what we have. He is, in fairness. But... It's just it, it's mental. It, like this, <laughs> it's mad. Like it's what? How is it always him? It's yeah. mad. Like I don't. I think we spoke about it yesterday in in the group. Like <laughs> I think his, one person, one person in particular, spoke about it. I and put it, it perfectly. I'll find the message. His, I think his persona lends to these moments, sort yeah, of. Hundred percent. It could be the, the, the fourth minute or the 89th minute. I just feel like he's always in the same frame of mind when he goes to him and go. Like, yeah. It's like but, the well, Matrix. Like, if everything's going to show you around him or it's held that skelter, in Divock's head, still laid back. Do you know what I mean? Who, he doesn't fluster. Who was the last year we played at home? And he's clean through one-on-one. And he tried, oh, like... Only. It's a ridiculous only, finish. Yeah. Like, it's, it's an absolutely outrageous... It's an outrageous it's bit of technique. Yeah. yeah, and it's it a Burnley or Brighton, one or the other. I think it's Burnley, and it comes off an bar, and you're like going, the bleeding audacity to him to do that. Like, a lot of strikers would just snatch at that, but it makes no odds to him. Like that game was nil all. He didn't turn around going, I'm just going to get one nil up here. He was like, nah, I'm going to whip this, wrap this into the top corner. He doesn't play with any urgency in his game, and I think that's where he's different to where you're, you. That's probably you, what you, this is what makes him. This is the enigma with him. Is yeah. the, but is that why Klopp's sending him on? Because he is yeah, so look, laid Klopp, back. Where Klopp, Klopp literally said after the game, just be Divock. Yeah, because so is, that, is, that, is that him where he just knows if it drops to him, he doesn't give a fuck. He'll just score. Because yeah. but I'll tell you who said it yesterday. Brenzi said it to us yesterday, right? And I'm going to paraphrase a bit, but Brenzi basically said, listen, this fella just... <laughs> football is secretary to him in his life he said look he scores against Everton right to win a game at Anfield in the 96th minute and tries to run the ball back to the halfway line and Brenzi is convinced that he wasn't paying attention on the bench and thought he'd only made it one all right he said he said he, 
he scores against Newcastle, doesn't give a fuck, right? He said he scores two against Barca, just runs off, goal. He said, and then he scores in the European Cup final, he said that he celebrates like he scored the seventh against St. Pat's in a pre-season friendly. So, is it just, yeah. is, it, is it that, Shawnee? Is it, is it just, it that, is. Like, it's just, when, it's, it, it, there's no emotion said, in him. He's just, he's just like, we call Jota, oh, he's cold, but he's just like, Away with sure. the bleeding fair, he just gives us a chance yeah, to score. He just like he's like Father Todd Umshus, our Father Ted. He just <laughs> yeah, went fine. Like yeah, yeah. Went, like yeah. he just floats. And like like you said there about the 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 derby goal where it comes off the bar. Yeah. Like I watched the compilation after Paul. He said that, and he picks the ball up yeah, out of the net. Yeah. Yeah. Someone has to the, someone has to pressure out of his hands to say, "Where are you oh, going?" If I run back to Howie Line here, everything might get a chance of an equaliser. It's only like, fair. Because probably like he knows his minutes are limited. Like, and look, do you know what annoys me a bit? And you know, I actually think I'm not going to say it's sad, but I think if Divock had a bit of fucking fire in his belly, he'd be playing. Champions yeah. League football by someone else scoring goals every week because I do believe there's a player That's in there. I just, I don't think he has the drive. I, I just, yeah. it's like. He enjoys life good. more than football, and that's not to say he's not a brilliant professional, but he just, he seems to be like, but the boy, I'm living a great Klopp, life. Klopp turns around and said he's literally one of his favourite players he's ever had to manage because he's completely self aware of his position in the squad and he never squabbles. He walks yeah. hard every day. He said he doesn't come around. He said he does. He does work hard every day. He does put it in, and he literally turned around. and said, "I know if if I call on him, he's gonna be there, and he's gonna be fit. Like he's not like what a strikers who like, oh yeah, I'm not getting the game. If he calls on me, do you know what? My hammy's at me. I'm not yeah. playing. Like I said, I was doing that last year for for Arteta. So mm. look, I'd still sell him in January. That's the god honest truth. And I don't mean to be like a party pooper. but I love him. I'll forever love him for what he's done for this club. Honestly, I genuinely will. He's given me some of the my greatest moments in recent history supporting Liverpool. He always carried himself well. Like you said, he scores the winner. He scores the the sealer in the Champions League final and jogs off into the corner. Yeah. <laughs> is he? Is he oldest of all the cold heroes? He's really there. Talks the book saying you'd be rooming yeah. with Arigi on international duty, and he'd literally be leaving twenty grand watches on the on the bedside yeah, cabinet. Getting his phone. Leaving a statue or watch. Oh yeah, yeah. Look, he said he just floats, and to be honest with you, it, it it's clutch. And I just he, laughed yesterday when it was him again, and it was just, it's just yeah. like the boy is dragging it. It's brilliant. Look, it's great. It's he's great. I love him. He's great for the squad. He's yeah. he's fantastic yeah. for the squad because at the end of the day, like Klopp was saying, or you know, and Shawnee was dead right. What he's saying is uh, he's a he's a brilliant finisher. If you put him in the spot, he'll score your goals, uh, and he's happy. He's happy enough playing ten, fifteen games in a season. But that's part of his personality. He he seems to be like but somebody the squad, says there fifty grand, fifty grand a week. Go to train and play a few minutes with Liverpool. It's a great life. Why change it? Jonathan says that. Start a Rigi every game to wind up Gav. That's Red Steve. I think he's changed the name again for fuck's sake. He said the smile on his face after. I think he started to enjoy football <laughs> instead of just chasing butterflies. Like it's just him, Kev. It's just I know. But the scary thing is, I can see why the club put a value of twenty million on him because he's he's a twenty million striker all day every day. I can't understand why. He doesn't want to be a, a striker who plays 38 games and be a regular for Belgium and but go he, to a World Cup and 
play a big part. Good he is as well, Kev, because look at the wealth of talent Belgium yeah. have. And he was picked, even when he wasn't yeah. getting games at Liverpool, he was a regular in the squad. He was, I mean, up front for Belgium, you have Lukaku. And ben for Tenkin's me, after, the, after that, it's Mertens isn't a nine. Merton yeah. plays, the, plays Bache, a 10. and that's why, were there, yeah, really. that's why Benteke, and that's pretty much it. Now, Benteke, or Origi is better than all of them. He's not better than Mertens, but he's not the same type of striker as, as Mertens. My frustration with Origi is he doesn't realize that he's a six foot two, 14 stone man mountain who is capable of bullying center halves and creating chances on his own and taking goals. And, and he's quick as well. Me Oh, and he drives me fucking passing. He is. He's extremely frustrating because... He's brilliant on the ball. Origi was the young player who used to show up to PE in his uniform. Like, just doesn't give a shit. And, and, and take the piss out of you. <laughs> yeah, and just run amok, playing in a pair yeah. of base wallabies, size seven base yeah. wallabies, doing step-overs and all to be the in the school <laughs> uniform. He just floats. I love him as yeah. a person. I love yeah. him as a person. He, he's just another personality in this squad. It's like Matip. Matip is a bit of a... Oh, look at Matip yeah. going. He's a bit mad. Like, yeah. Matip's good to me. No, the, like, the, you know? the, the only thing is, is that... To get him in the perfect scenario, right? To get him in the perfect scenario, you would need Liverpool to be struggling most weeks for a goal late on. And we don't want that. And yeah. we don't usually have that. It's it's It probably happens once four or five times a season. Liverpool are usually won a game or you know you know where it's going and it just it's just probably not enough but for him it probably is Jono says Divock nine games four goals one assist this season he's a four, fifth choice forward fair play to him because I've sold him about eight times <laughs> 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 um, but it's, it's, nobody wants him to leave this is the thing nobody wants him to leave because he's capable of doing stuff like that but, but you don't want him in career, the front three to start exactly the, for the sake of his career just uh Stand back a bit. I want him to have a career. I don't want him to reach 30 and say, oh, shit. You know, I was a bit power player. Maybe I could have been more. You know, because he's capable. He's so capable. He's a cult hero now, and I think he's better than that. Yeah. yeah. Keith, Keith's asked there, is he, is he the most cult of cult heroes? I think he's fast approaching it. I think he is. I can't think of anyone. David Faircliffe is the one that gets mentioned all the time. But he's Garcia, done everything Lewis that Garcia Faircliffe is a big done. cult hero. Jimmy Traore. I think his place in the squad is maybe overlooked as well because I remember it's quite similar to the Kande thing with the World Cup, even though it was an empty stadium. I remember players going out of their way to make sure they've got his moment and his pictures with the title and yeah. you could see the lads making a big deal of it because he does seem to be like an understated sort of fella so maybe he felt I don't want to be he in probably the probably had to remind him yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah. I actually think that I think cult was can be something that's like Solskjaer for instance like he's a cult hero he wasn't a great player he, was, he scored loads of goals but he wasn't he wasn't a war beater I actually think Origi has more ability than to be just labelled a cult hero. I think if he had a little bit of pep in his step, and he yes. had, a, I'm not going to call it say he's unambitious because these fellas are professional footballers. They set up their whole life to become athletes and do it. You cannot say that about them, but I just think he'd be a brilliant player if he played every week, honestly. And I think that's why the club. I don't know if he would. So because, like, like Club said in the start of the season, what who clubs coming in eight, nine, ten, twelve million for Rigi? Who am I going to buy? 
to yeah. put in a head in, instead of him. That's a fair point, but but I think clubs are backing off the twenty million, or probably not even deciding against the bid because they're looking going impact wise in certain situations he's great. But if if I have to ask them to do it every week, we haven't seen, we haven't really seen the evidence of that at Liverpool. Bar right. a spell when Klopp comes in and he's actually prepared yeah. to storage. You know, I was that's, good when that's he where, missed the Europa League final. I was yeah, good but, the, yeah. but that's the but that's the thing. I'd, I'd say clubs are looking going. There's great evidence of he can score big goals. He scores with his head, left foot, right foot. He runs. He gets in behind. He's a good finisher. But we haven't seen him. Like I'll put it this way: if Diego Garrigi, because of an injury, plays twenty league games for Liverpool. Right, starts because of injury and gets ten league goals, twelve league goals. Someone will go, yeah, I'm taking an, I'm taking a punt on him because he's played twenty games. He started twenty. He's got ten, twelve goals. It's a really good record, right? Now, having said that, Liverpool are probably going, I'm not selling him. He's fucking has a really good record. But there's more of a there's more of a sample size of a consistent run in the team to take your to take your bet on. You know the sort of way because you like when when he's linked to the likes of Newcastle Wolves. He's always linked to them when they're struggling for goals, and the person that Wolves and Newcastle looking going, we're struggling for goals. But where's the sample to show me that when he has to get, where's he, where's he got a big massive run? Well, how time? long, Gav? You, you literally know? he scores every time he plays in the Carabao. Yeah. I know and, that, but, but that's that's but like, that's that's me. why you're paying twenty million. It's a gamble price. Twenty yeah. million this in this day and age for a twenty five year old international striker who's coming from a side who's won everything. He's only 24 or 25. He's not that old. Remember, he was really young when he came to us. Yeah, 2014 oh, World right. Cup. He's he was on the, Yeah, he's, he's about mad. 25, yeah. 26. 26. Yeah. 26. There was a comment yeah. up there earlier on that Paul, I think Paul Smith put up. I hope we don't give Divock another contract. Paul, here's the thing. He's fifth choice striker. He doesn't bitch and moan. He doesn't create an atmosphere in the squad. The squad love him. Go and find me another person who's got to come in and do what he can do and do that. Now, I get what you're saying, but you have to appreciate that it's a 24-25 man squad and it's a 24-25 man game, not 11. And you have to have all sorts in your squad to be able to go out and compete and win stuff. Having squad members who know they're not going to play, Costa Simicas is a prime example, Nico Williams, prime example who aren't going to play, but are, who can come in and do a job for you when you need them, they're fucking priceless. They're dime a dozen. They're so rare. You know, and especially for a striker, because strikers have egos, and they need egos that need massaging. And if you've got a striker who doesn't play in 10, and then you got you turn around and say, right, you're starting, and we need to win this game, and you're the main man, you know what I mean? Just, they don't come around that often. Hmm. Not for... The price that we'd be looking to spend. So well, you know, careful what you wish for. Wolves FI says um, Liverpool fans hit the like button. Even Wolves fans, it's great to see a Wolves fan in by the way. And it seems to be having a great chat with people there in the chat as well. So fair play to you for joining us. Um, let me see. Tiago's hair would not take twenty million. No way in hell. Uh, not in someone, January. You no, couldn't sell him in January. You someone sell else, in someone January. else said um, eight million Galatasaray offered, which was a piss take. Derek Room says we got twenty odd million for Brewster, and he'd never even played a league game for us, which is very true. But that was a fucking insane deal, um, and I think we have a fucking sell on clause and everything on that. Um, so when they sell him for six, we we're, getting, as well, we're right? getting a million of it. Um, we we're don't not buying People think you're just tuning in on a Saturday, Sunday or whatever we play our game and that's it. Like, football is 
if it's a it's a six day a week business. Like them boys go in training, he has his place in the squad. So yeah. that's what we don't see. You know, we just see the ninety minutes, and if he doesn't play, our side, our mind. But that doesn't mean he's not contributing in any way. If you're talking about like the storage. That's what Klopp said about storage. What I loved about storage is how aware he was when we were doing setups for uh, opposition teams, and you were doing eleven v eleven in t- opposition team. He said storage was perfect at replicating the way other teams would play, and he says, yeah. and he was vital into the way we played the game setting up. Yeah. So. They all have roles. Like, you know what I mean? Now, yeah. I said, I'd, I'd sell Origi in January, not a butter, if I knew we were going to go out and buy somebody. Yeah. Over Jota Ilk, who's going to go in there and push the two wide players. But, but I've, I've said this, our next forward signing has to be someone that you're looking at in two or three years' time is actually the main man for us. Would you do this straight swap at Dama Traore? No. No, no, not a not chance. I fucking hope. Take that dirty no, fucking world. You, 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 pull, Keith, you be pulling your fucking hair out of the damage, You know what I mean? Um, no, he so. just doesn't see what we do. Unless we're willing to go and play on the break, he doesn't see what we do. Simple. Well, his price seems to have plummeted as well. Do you know Personal. what I mean? So that's well, why I just when's the contract up? Uh, 23, I think. Yeah, well, it's in the last 18 yeah, of, his, um, of his contract. If you turn around the thing and said Pedro Neto, in different, yeah. different argument. If you turn around and said Pedro Neto and see how he finishes the season when he's back from injury, then yeah, you know he's one you take a gamble on. Pedro Gonçalves at Sporting Lisbon, absolutely, I take a gamble on him. But no way, not a hope in hell. There no, is no man, hope in hell. I'm swapping for Ali Watkins, Emma, Emma, <laughs> oh, Emma Cavanagh. I wouldn't. Emma Cavanagh. Um, uh, he's obviously uh, he's walked this out. Divac has two goals in 38 minutes of Premier League football. Kane has one goal in 1,008 minutes. £100 million, pound, please, is what he yes, wants. Um, come January, which is fucking sound. You know, the little fucking dog or whatever it is from that film. Um, on the top of the dog's head going, £100 million. Pound. It is um, funny, but when you look at it and you take it all away, and if you look at a CV, like... He scored important goals. He scored iconic goals. He's 26 years old. He's playing in the Bladen, you know, one of the best teams in the world. Let's be honest. You know, it does a, a toss a coin between ourselves and City and Chelsea at the moment in the league. And the reality is, you could say that about Europe as a whole. There's not many better teams than us in Europe at the moment. And he's played as an iconic role in that. And... You know, to to say that you'd, you'd struggle to get twenty million from it doesn't make any sense. And there's Harry Kane's what twenty nine, one goal. The attitude maybe a little, maybe stinks a bit. You know, and and there should be teams knocking, baiting down their door to get Divock Origi for West twenty million. West Ham should be all over, baiting. all over because a player. The thing we have with Origi, right, is I think he's an excellent substitute to bring on because, as I said earlier, I think when a game is held at scale, they are thrown on Divock, and he's just so calm that he. You know, it, it happens in slow motion for him, whereas other people panic and snatch at things. Everything seems to slow down with Divock and he can keep his kill. When he starts for Liverpool, that laid-back attitude comes across as not trying because the way Liverpool are playing, it's high intensity, it's moving, it's popping off, it's doing this and it's doing that. And he maybe doesn't look like he's pulling his weight. Even though he could be doing, uh, doing well, he's just not Mane, he's not Salah, he's not Jota, he's not Bobby. But if you put him in the Wolves team, no disrespect to Wolves, if you put him in a West Ham, if you put him in nearly any other Premier League team where they're not playing with that intensity and they're playing with a six foot two, six foot three centre forward who's quick, who 
you know, will get a couple of chances and they don't mind if he misses a go- misses a chance or if he misses, doesn't score every couple of games. I think they'd have a field day. He's, if he's playing regular in a Premier League team or a European team, he's banging 15 goals easy a season. Yeah. And I can't P- believe teams are baiting down their door to get him. Scouse P says, Divock is on 60 grand a week. His contract, last contract was 15 million over five years. Quite clearly, he's enough money for the rest of his life. The way he must, uh, the way he must see it, it's about the team. Oh. Well, I think him. a big part of it is like if he was rocking the boat to get out, he would have been sold. Yeah, I don't think he is. Well, Shakiri did yeah. that. Yeah, and they, and they facilitated the move for him, mm. and that's he's sat on the bench now where he is. Yeah. So well, there yeah, you go. We've hit two hundred likes. Um, reclaimer. We have to tell reclaimer because he was demanding it earlier. Um, just a few. Um, just a few. A few bits before we move on, and I want to ask you a couple of questions. Um, a little little uh, social media post from Andy Robertson says, "Well, unreal feeling was a scrap, but that's why he, we always fight to the end." P.S. I'll take my grandkids to visit the Diva Karigi statue one day. What a man! Um, they love him. The uh, squad love him. Absolutely, every, to a man. That squad is so tight. They do leading the way yeah. in Premier League with nine assists is Mo Salah. And that's Alien. a 28 goal involvement in all competitions this season. Alien. He is Alien. a fucking joke. He is. Yeah. He's a joke. And um, and just like Jorgen said, here's another one for you. When you need an iconic goal, just be Divock. Um, so there you go. Yeah. I want to try to just touch on one thing, Gav. Of course you can. The big thing for me yesterday was, and I, 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 I was out last night, right? And yeah. I just, out, out or out, out? Out, out. And I, I was in the toilet, had a little look at my phone, and I seen Mouse had a going to say something. I had a little look at my phone, and I seen Mouse Alice's Instagram post, and I swear to God, I was going to two-foot the next person that came in the toilet. I was raring to go after it. He turned around and said, it's in our hands. Yeah. It's in our hands. The fella is a giant. He's a fucking giant. He wants it all. And I, I read that now. Honestly, I was out on the second time now he's done that. You're like going, are you all right? It's like, yeah, why? He goes, looks like you're going to lump the head off someone. And I goes, oh, you want to see Mo Salah's post on Instagram? You're like, oh, blade, mad. Yeah, but you are, you are mad. Like, people need to understand. Like, Sean is very, very, um, I wouldn't say relaxed on this show or shows that we do. But when you're in Sean's company, either watching a game or at a game, he gets so involved in it and like genuinely gets so affected after. You know, like when we were in Liverpool, Sean, he was like, like if that if that fucking goal hadn't hit my name went in and we'd have been training up against Brighton, we wouldn't have lost that game. And we would and I was like, Sean, I just want to go for a fucking point. And he's like, <laughs> Yeah, but Gav, like all the way up the road. And I was like, Will you please calm down? Sean's better half was with us. And he, she the 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 quote of the weekend was, and it's still going, she just turned to me and she went, This is my life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because he just gets that duty so free involved. into the so, and the flying, and Shawnee's still going on about. Can't believe it. Hits, yeah, yeah, and and, and that's it, why man. that's why no, I believe Shawnee when he it? says I was in the toilet, read an Instagram post, and was like, "Come out of the toilet, like fucking something out of bleeding." It's now half measures. Honestly, I, the, the DJ could have put on Rocky. It's a born and hard, and I would have fought anyone. I swear <laughs> to God, I swear to God, I literally, I was, I was buzzing out, but I just. I feel like my last if you'd have seen the more the more Salah Pepsi advert, that would have been new game over. Oh, it was brilliant! I love it. I love it. <laughs> but listen, it's like the rocky thing with the bike at the end is dynamite. The the big thing now at the moment is like they're going on about his contract, and I don't want to talk about it because I think it's ridiculous that we even have to 
have these conversations there. Like, it should have been fucking done every day last week. Should, like, think it is. Nothing to do about that. But I will say one thing, like, um, Mao last year. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Put up a tweet when we are on our bollocks. Yep. Yeah. Right? And there was loads of stuff being leveled at him. Um, how he was uninterested and he was selfish and this, that. And he literally turned around and goes, well, I'm going to fight to the end and we'll do it. And we did do it. And he dragged yeah. us. Don't get me wrong. He fucking dragged us by the bollocks over the line last year. He did. He scored massive goals and massive moments. Like Because he's the best player in the world. They all lump it on Alisson and Nat Phillips and Reese Williams. And they done that job. But Mao was the catalyst. And when he said that last night, I said, we're going to win the fucking league. Genuinely, I said, we're going to win the league because he told me. He's saying it. It's yeah. in our hands. And you can see see when he celebrates. Look at him now when we score. He, he's, he's right in it. He loves the fucking club. He yeah. loves it. That should never be questioned. No matter what happens now in the next two years, he's a giant. And I, 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 got, I got stick for saying this in the summer. He's the best player we've ever had. Ever. Well, I was yeah, just, yeah, uh, do you know what? It, it's getting to that stage. Keen Ryan had a super chat in earlier. I haven't missed your super chats. I've kept them because there's they're on different subjects and I'm going to throw them in towards the end here. He says, all right, lads, have you seen Salah's quotes about the new contract saying he wants to stay, but depends on management? Um, what do you think happens with the contract? He's talking about management on his side and the club side, uh, for, in yeah. my opinion. And I think it's, I believe it'll still get done because genuinely, I said this a while ago, this would be the bleeding hill they die on. FSG, yeah. genuinely, like, oh, and I've, I'm very, you know me. If it's good, I'll tell you. If it's bad, I'll tell you. And I, I very rarely, I'm just kind of, yeah, they're the owner, so <laughs> I comment on things as they go. But genuinely, I think that could be the hill they die on if they if they don't go near that can. And um, that's being honest yeah, with you, um, Keith. Yes, we'll talk about the goal in a minute, um, because we have to get out of here at some stage. But did you think that chance for Mane was the last chance? Eighty seven. Ish, good uh, save. No, that was the last one. No, I, I just genuinely always think we will create chances late in games. It's just I think the way we play, you know, we don't tend to fizzle out too much. Do you know what I mean? We always get a couple of chances right at the death. We're just putting teams under pressure, under pressure. The money chance at the end, it, it's a good save. It is. Jose good save. it's a good save. Mane. I don't know. We could be a bit more calm with that one. You know, he trashes out it with the right foot. And if it goes in, it's, you know, it's taking the roof off the net. You know what I mean? He opens his body and puts it a bit on the instep. He's, it scores. From yeah, he, he trashes at it, you know, and he slashes at it a bit. And look, it's a good save. But I just thought, we're going to get another chance here. We're going to get more chances. We we touched on it briefly earlier with their antics. Um, their time wasting was outrageous. Like Kill Raul Jimenez. Raul Jimenez went off the pitch, hit the ball hard, and then came on and went down. Hmm. The Yunfle the ate Nuri as well. He went down, and they're talking, right, change, change. I thought he was gone off, and then I seen him running around about 10 minutes later. <laughs> yeah. What's this fucker doing? He's still on. 
and then he goes down. It was constant, you know what I mean? And they knew what they were doing. And the thing that annoyed me was the commentary that I was watching it on. They were saying, it's very clever. This is very clever with Wolves. And it, it annoys me because it's not, you don't want to see that. It's shithousery and it's... Well, the thing is, if you if you watch that commentator um, and they commentate on an English team in the Champions League against a, yeah. a, a team yeah. in Europe and that team in Europe does that, he won't call it clever. Exactly. And that's the thing, you know what I mean? Like, I don't mind look those dark arts in football. We all know yeah. that. I think Liverpool it's should a, it's be a doing a bit more dark arts than they do. But I don't think you can, It's you know, it's like praising diving. Do you know what I mean? Or things like that. It happens, let it happen, but don't blade and give them credit for doing it. Do you know what I mean? But I just felt that we, we did have chances. The more they were wasting time, I knew there was going to be about five or six minutes. There had yeah. to be a big load. Well, there, there was going to be two for the subs. Yeah, and then looking at that, I thought if he doesn't put up five here, possibly yeah. six, um, to be to be bleeding war. Ronaldinho uh, Goat says in a super chat, he says deluded City fans and some pundits are claiming Bernardo Silva is better than Salah just to spark a debate when Salah is on track for the greatest season of all time. The disrespect yeah. this man gets, Bernardo Silva for the record is a fucking outrageous football. I think we've all said on here how good yeah. Bernardo Silva he is, is. He's a little bollocks, yeah. but he's a. Yeah, and, yeah, well, but, let's let's not be. Let's not be silly. No, 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 no. That's what I'm going to say. I'm just going to be quick on this. He's a brilliant, brilliant footballer. Um, Liverpool fans don't like him over the whole thing with the clapping Liverpool onto the pitch, but he's a fantastic footballer. But listen, there's not many that stack up against what Salah's doing. Genuinely, there just isn't. He's just, he's on, like, he's 19 goals and we're on the fucking, he's played two games in December. Like, he could literally be on 25, 26 goals by the start of January. Genuinely. No problem. Um, so it's one of those. Um, Mane's chance comes, you know, there's, there's stuff happened there, falling back and falling back. Lads, just quickly on the go, because we've had a massive chat on Divock Origi. Um, Kev, pass from Van Dijk, the first touch from Salah is ridiculous. But what I love from Origi is he doesn't snatch it, takes the touch, swivels, and actually puts it perfectly where he wants to put it. The keeper doesn't know what the fuck is going on. Um, and then it all just goes off. Then it's just bedlam. Yeah, Pete Smith put out a great, uh, great tweet after the goal went in, and he said it was Gert Muller esque. Freddy. And I thought, what a player to put that finish on because I only saw the tweet after listening to the commentary, so I didn't get it until I watched it. Now, remember what I said at the start of this about players playing three games in a week and they're wrecked and they're physically. On the on the limits for some of them, for most for Virgil to see the pass, play the pass, Mo to take that touch into space, put it into a position where Divock took the touch away from danger, swiveled and hit it. On ninety four minutes after the week that we've had, that's just unreal. It's it's crazy. Oh, it went fucking berserk. Yeah. I was so relieved more than anything else. I just thought, thank God. Because the way the chances were coming and it was all so close and Manny's done this and the Jota stuff and all that, I was just, thank God. I went. Someone, someone did it. I, if I was watching it, I'd have gone ap- apoplectic. I know I would have. I went when mad. I was listening to it, I was just pure and utter relief. There was, there, I, I suppose relief. when you're going mad, there is a, a sense of relief. And I keep talking about it, but I was literally... My wife and daughter were going out for the day. Um, I ended up with the two-year-old, and he was literally sitting there going, looking at me going, didn't know whether to 
think I was messing or whether like I was just having a fucking fit. He didn't know what way to react. And the best thing with him is you just clap your hands and he just claps back to you and he thinks it's all good. But I was literally fucking roaring in the They're the best goals. Absolutely. They're the best goals. Fucking mad. Um, Keith, Shawnee, um, Keith, you go first, then Shawnee. Um, how did you feel when that went in? Because I have to go and grab another can. Yeah. Now, look, as as Kev touched on there and, and Gav said, it, it's elation, you know what I mean? Like, I always have this sense that, you know, Liverpool are going to score. A few years ago, we would have all, you know, a game is going and, you know, we're not going to get at now with this. The two seasons before, um, the year we won the Champions League and, and the year we won the league, the mentality changed within the team. And I think they always have that sort of fight in them. And I think that's come back a bit this season. Look, it could come back to bite me in the arse, but it is what it is. They get that goal and it's just like elation. You're jumping around, you're delighted. Even though I expect them to score, that's the moment that we touched on earlier that we haven't been having. Do you know what I mean? There hasn't been many of these since fans have come back. It's the one we've been waiting on. Do you know? And in a way, we've been smashing teams lately. We've been hitting teams for blading four and five. Like it's been ridiculous. And when you hit a team for four and five, don't get me wrong, you enjoy that. You enjoy smashing everything. You enjoy smashing United. But there's something about getting the last-minute winner like that. That's just different gravy. And that's that's the feeling that goes through. You know, my whole house was packed. We were all here watching it. And um, it just all bleeding like a circus. Do you know what I mean? We're all going mad over it. And that's what you want. That's what football does to you. That's what fans want. It's priceless. You can't put a price on that emotion that you get in a last-minute winner like that. And as we've said before, it keeps a title charge going. And... You can't afford to drop points. Shani, um, where did you watch it and how did you feel after it? And did you feel like that was the kickoff of this big run-in? Because I think it's the biggest run-in in Premier League history. I was watching it in my ma's house, so watching the football when my dad went up. And uh, I had my phone in my pocket and I forgot to turn out my life's gone out patience, But I just had my phone in my pocket, so I don't look. And I looked at the clock. And I heard me phone, felt me phone vibrating. So I says, that's that's the full-time whistle because yeah. it was on the brow, like. Yeah. And I goes, now that's the full-time whistle. <laughs> me dad goes, what a fucking pass. I goes, there's no way. So I was dad a sports like, fan, of course, isn't he? Yeah, I'm thinking, yeah. like, there's no way. And I'm saying, Mao's going to chop inside here and bend this in the top corner, isn't he? And then his first touch is immaculate. And I'm going, huh? I'm up on this. <laughs> I was inside with Rigi and I, I was roaring the gaff down. And Mjelfler was breaking me shy lap. And he goes, what are you laughing at? And he goes, I know that guy went in about 20 seconds ago. Didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> he had it up on his phone as well. He was speaking away on his phone. He's like, I'm not going to say that to you. But I was absolutely, I was buzzing guy because you know what? It's huge because... I was saying it yesterday, and look, I'm, I, I'm right when I say it. We haven't won ugly all season. We've been baiting everybody. Yeah. When we, we, everything is the first time we win a game where we can see it. So or something like that. Something. It's the yeah, first, it was, time. Yeah. first yeah. game we win this season where we've conceded. I think yeah. Yeah, something like that. Something yeah, silly like that. Like yeah. So I'm thinking to myself, going, can we still win ugly and? Yes, we can. Like, we can. Because that's a one nil away from home. Like I said, not playing badly, just winning when it's not going your way. There's two different ways, two different ways yeah. of saying it. When it's not going your way and you're digging out results, after Chelsea dropping points, that would have been a good punch to them. Mm. That would have been a good punch. And best believes, 
that, that would have an annoyed City as well because they would have known what for the way is a gimme. But you see, the thing, the, the thing you're basically Jack- going into that game. No, I'm not saying it would have affected their performance, but they would have been like lovely West Ham beat Chelsea, uh, Liverpool dropping points, and, and then it's like Pep's in his head. Chelsea got three clear, isn't it? Yeah, Pep is in his head going, These, not these again, like yeah. not these yeah. again. He will, he will, he will literally be hoping that it's Tuchel and Chelsea. Neck yeah. and neck I, I, I 100%, 100% agree with you because he fucking hates going up against us. He hates and, us. Uh, he hates us. He hates everything he about us, us because he, us. he, he loves yeah, everything exactly, about yeah. us, but he fucking despises it at the same yeah. time because but he knows Ray, he knows he can he knows that he could probably get in Ch- Tuchel's head. He could probably feel that he has a stronger squad than Chelsea. He probably has a stronger squad than us. Fair enough. But he doesn't have what Liverpool have, and Liverpool have this. He knows, Gav. This kind of carefree kind of thing yeah, where we just go. We're going this. back in the stadium, Anfield. Like we'll probably go on a run now where we win every game at Anfield. That, yeah. and genuinely, and Gary Neville said the same thing. As much as I hate the clown, he said the same thing. He goes to me, "It's different." He turned around and goes, "I did say something's not quite right at Liverpool." He goes, "But you do get that feeling that Am- Anfield is there again, and it's back again for them, and that's huge." And if it comes into, uh, uh, if we get into April, May, um, we're sniffing around it. Like, yeah. we are going to love it. it. I love it. Really, don't get me wrong, uh, 18, 19, I was distraught at the outcome, um, but I fucking loved every second of it. And yeah, 19, 20, journey, we are so uh, fucking good. The, the journey is far, far, far better than the destination. Yeah, 100 yeah. Far, far better than the but destination. That's how they knew last season. And that's why you shouldn't enjoy football for what it is yeah. in, a, in the instance. You don't. I'll tell, tell you, listen, a, a lot of players, senior players at the club, like, <laughs> they, they've taken umbrage at everything that was labelled at us last year. And you can almost see, like, they're bringing receipts this season. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? They're taking names. They've taken names and they're coming back this season and smashing people who wrote us off. Well, John, who, go on, sorry. I was just to say, it's it's... The likes of Virgil, Matip, Henderson, Thiago to a point, but Salah especially, and Mane. The, what they went through last year, they know that wasn't them and that wasn't a, ref, a reflection on Alice. what we can do. And the thing is, Pep has done it last during the week about... Um, Sounds like John Wickey is going around the gas. Yeah, yeah <laughs> but you, hear, you, you listen to Pep when he's talking about how, ta- how after winning a title, size drop off. That's a dig at us for last year for size that win the title and they drop off. The players have taken umbrage and shit like that. And they'll go, they'll be there we'll be there or thereabouts by hooker by We won't club. be there or thereabouts. We're winning the fucking league, I keep telling you. We'll, we'll I won't be have in a word we'll, set against it. But like you said, like Kev said keeping receipts, like that was never people say that like do you remember that eighteen, nineteen when we were run away with it? Or nineteen twenty run the way with it and every week it was our one game at a time. Like and you knew it wasn't. You knew it wasn't no. like you knew it wasn't. You, you, the, the, I think there's a false sense of nice, nicety about the way Klopp is in the public. And I'd imagine yeah. behind closed doors, he is fucking revving them up. Oh, revving yeah. them up yeah. into six gear yeah. every time. And you could see it was personal against Everton at Goodison. You could I, see it was personal. Klopp even came out and said it. He goes, yeah. I sense the difference tonight. I knew it was big for some of them. I knew it was big for someone like Virgil. Because they're sort of exercising demons in a way. You know what I mean? It, hmm? it is. That's what it is. They're exercising yeah. demons in a way. And I'm and delighted. Like, I'm delighted. They will, have, 
they will have name checked everyone who has written us off. First of all, they'll have a, a, a big list. It's like say. when you say pinned that to the dressing room door. You've probably yeah. have a big list pinned and going, right, let's mark it off. It's like this revenge tour that people are talking about. They have names there and they're going, you know what, we'll fucking show you. And you, people think that's a funny thing when you say, oh, you know, what, what, do you have the squad? Listen, the belief is a massive part of football, an absolute massive part of football. And I've said it before. Um, and, and I keep saying it from the start of the season, Liverpool are winning the title for me. Um, for the simple reason is they have a few scores to settle. They've players coming back. That mix of them coming back, something to prove with scores to settle and the quality we have, fans back. Put it this way. If we get to March the 1st, and I always say this, March the 1st is always my date. We were in three, four, maybe even five points off the top of the table. I'm back in Liverpool all fucking day long. Well, Jono says, need, go on. But says, um, like last year, what they were saying, like worst champions ever, bad yeah, champions, yeah. this and the other. We weren't even the same fucking team for 80% yeah. of the no, season. We 21 different um, centre-back partnerships, which included most of our midfield. Jono says the amount of rivals fuming after that goal was sensational. Well, we were called the Devil's Club um, for about four hours solid uh, yesterday. And um, there was one um, there was one, there was one, one girl on Twitter. Um, oh, her name's going in my head. Yeah, was, she, she retweeted the original... The Devil's Clubs of and the replies were just well I say I sat for about forty minutes reading this and was just in tears and um I want to say Georgie no Georgie girl I think her oh, name was yeah, yeah. but um fucking brilliant she just retweeted this thing and um I sat today and read it. I actually said to her, have you got the greatest hits for the Devil's Club? And I went and found it and it was just unfucking believable. I had a great time. Um I want to go on to Man of the Match. Um, and, and when I got on to man of the match, I wanted to just throw this up because, um, this fella is my man of the match. I thought Thiago was just. He's everyone's man of the match. Brilliant yeah. yesterday. Accurate passes 80, 49 in the opposition's half. Um, 92 passes altogether, 87% success rate. Um, 11 ball, long balls, seven of those accurate key passes, 109 touches. Um, won three duels as well. <clears throat> you know, it's, you're going to get the, the, Divock Origi man of the match show and I, I I agree with that to a point because he comes on and he scores the winner and turns the game but overall when you look over the 90 Kev will come to you first um, mm. is he your man of the match or have you got anyone else I would have gone close with Joel Matip yeah. because I thought he kept bringing the ball out from the back and trying to force things to happen thought he was brilliant at the back but yeah Thiago was different mustard Yeah, you know, he, he was as good yesterday as I've seen him for us in a long, long time. You know, he reminded me a lot of the Thiago that was a Bayern, especially when we switched to the four two three one. The when he was a Bayern, he had Goretzka or Kimmich playing as what Fabinho did yesterday, and he just dictated everything. You can tell by the amount of touches that he had, how much the player went through him. And he loved it. He was there was no real high risk in his passing. You know, everything that he tried pretty much came off. He was um, he was very very good, you know. He was very good, very good, and I think there's more gears to him. I think the closer he gets to go, I think it, the closer he gets to the final third in a three, he's better. He's just he offers a lot more than what Jordan Henderson does in that role. So maybe it's a case when Naby comes in and Thiago plays that further role up, we'll see a, another another side to him again. But yeah, yesterday he was very, very good. Um, Keith, are you going against Thiago? 
No, you can't. It's it's what we've all been waiting for to see the consistency and the stability. Now Thiago was excellent in the run in as well last season, but to play with Fabinho there beside him, to play with Henderson, who wasn't look. I think we all admit Henderson was poor yesterday. Um, I thought Thiago was amazing, but I, I agree with Kev. I think Joe Matip is the best centre back in the league this year. I, I think he he's the most underrated said probably the most underrated player in the league because nobody talks about him being Being in the top uh, the top bracket I think he has been absolutely amazing and I thought he was fucking brilliant yesterday he's so quick even though he's big he's quick he reads everything but when he carries the ball out of the defence like he's he's goes on mazy runs and, and he's going up the other end and into the box and all he's just a weapon he's so unusual I thought he was great. I thought Aiton Uri was great for them. But Thiago, for me, was just... He was just out of this world. And look, we're big fans of him here. Do you know what I mean? We've been gassing about him since the rumours that we were going to sign him. This is what we were expecting to see. And I think if we can keep this consistency going, it's only going to get better. And I think we're going to use him sparingly. He's going to... I know he plays the full 90 yesterday, but he's going to get 60 in games and he'll be taken out when he's not needed to be there because I think Klopp realises... I think... You know, this is what we thought we were going to do last season when we brought him in. Mm. This is the, the domination that I think we thought we were going to get that never materialised. And I think Klopp is going to be cautious with him. And I think we're going to see the benefits. I thought he was brilliant yesterday. I thought he's been great recently, but yesterday I thought he controlled and dictated the game. Uh, Multisir Ali says, my only um, concern about Thiago is keeping him injury-free. If we do that, we'd be on four. Yeah, look, if he stays fit. And in fairness to him, like... He's had one injury at Liverpool. If you, if you, you know, where you go, he's picked up an injury. The other one was Richardson trying to fold him in half yeah. at Goodison. You know what I mean? But just you can't, you can't allow for that. Um, Shawnee, are you going against Thiago? I, I doubt you will. Nah, he's he's unbelievable. And you know what? He's another one with a bag full of receipts because oh, yeah, even yeah. around fan base was going around saying last year he upsets the rhythm in the midfield. Slows us, us down. Slows us down. Yeah. He's not a midfielder. He's not that a was, that was said that. He doesn't do. He so. doesn't do the doggy walk. He's sl- he's too slow on the ball. He gets booked all the time. He was getting butchered. He was getting yeah. butchered. He goes on that run. And I, do you know what I love about Gav? And it's the most impressive thing for me is he doesn't. It's not always a nine out of ten or a, a eight out of ten, ten out of ten. He can be quietly brilliant. I thought he was quietly brilliant at, at everything. And one thing that was labelled that Thiago was that he's a luxury player. But he's not, because luxury players don't do that. They're not quietly brilliant. He was brilliant under press. He was brilliant. He was classic. Well, Jamie, Jamie Keegan, sorry, Shani, because you just said something there. Jamie Keegan with the Super Chat said, I felt Thiago's defensive endeavours go underappreciated. He That's can have balance, depth, the sp- and spatial awareness better than anyone else bar handle off the ball. Yeah, and not even that. He, he smells danger. Yeah. He smells danger. You can see there's times when he goes to make the tackle and he's late, but he's there. He's. It's not like players are just ghosting him. It, the, the best thing for me is his little ability to nick the ball. Like Klopp says, get pre- pressing from the blind side. And that's what he does. He's great at just nicking the ball off. And then he, his distribution is brilliant with it. Like you've seen him with, for the second, Salah's fourth goal. And he was just class yesterday. Everything that went through with him, he was, he was brilliant, metronomical, sets the tone. And honestly, if he stays fit, he's when we get into the deeper stages of Europe, we'll see. He's literally. I have to. I have to agree with Kieran here, um, where he says uh, 
and I like his choice of words because it's something I would say. He says, luxury me bollocks. He wins the balls back so much he's a fighter. Do you know yeah. something about Thiago? Don't watch, his, don't watch his passes. Don't watch them. Watch his work rate. Watch how he nicks in. Watch how he's a snidey little fucker. And, and he's great in the air. You'll appreciate yeah. him a lot more. Because, uh, look, I've nearly come to, you know, when Thiago gets, he's going to whip one into, into Trent. He's going to get one into Salah. He might play a blind one into Jota. He might, you know, he might knock one off to Robertson, whatever it is, right? But watch the other bits about him. The other bits about him is a fella that's been around the block. He's 30 years of age. He's played at Barca. He's played at Bayern. He's played all these teams that have come up against that want to kick him, hurt him, whatever. Be physical. And he's had to be able for it. And when you watch how snide he is, I absolutely... Lover of it. All he over the damn All over the damn yeah, Kicking yeah, him, niggling at him, little coaches, knocking him down all game. And it just disrupted no. him. Yeah. He's very good at getting the ref on side as well. He's yeah. very good at getting yeah, the ref on exactly. side. And that's it. that for someone who's only been in the league five minutes. You know, he knows when when to talk to him, when not to talk to him. Have a he's sl- a quiet work. Yeah. He is, of yeah. course. Um, yeah, he's, but I, lo- I love the... It, it's... 10 five-yard passes in a row, 10 five-yard passes yeah. in a row, and you, you think he's going to be predictable, and then yeah, it's a no-look whipped one into yeah. Man feet, like, from nowhere, and he just, he lulls teams in, like, he's just, he's so good to watch. Some, sometimes it does annoy me when he, he does the little whip passes, I'm like, just fucking pass it, but that's his thing. Yeah. It's, like, it's like asking a blade and cut the bark, that's what he does, you know, like, yeah. you can't tell him not to do that, he's, this has been his thing. He's the most aesthetically pleasing footballer we've ever had. Well, Red, Red Steve under some other new name again. Um, why do you keep doing this? He said, so we're all agreed then. It's a Rigi. <laughs> <As Matt knows. laughs> um, well, it's clearly not. Uh, MC throws a super chat in to, to just about finish us off here. He says, Tiago's a baller. Um, people read way too much into stats. Um We've done man of the match. We've done we've done everything. Um, I just want to tell people, uh, man on football show is back tomorrow, tomorrow night. Me and I don't know who else. I'll sort it out in the morning. Someone. But um, I'll find somebody. Um, I'll try to find somebody that's not usually on regularly with me just to come on. Um, I was thinking of uh, talking about the world's best number tens. Um, because I had a little think. I uh, Raquel may come into my mind earlier, and I wanted to talk no, about number ten. Yeah, so Raquel I might do that. Yeah, but he wouldn't be the world's best for God's sake. No, but Raquel no. may come in. And he's a he's yeah. a really really good number. Like, what's wrong with you tonight, Kev? Yeah, it's very scorpy tonight, Kev. Very scorpy. I think I you just, need to go onto YouTube and do a deep dive on Raquel May and yeah. come back to yeah, his very no, different. Uh, upset, he, Keith. Yeah, I'm not happy. He's, no Ronald, he's no Ronaldinho. Let's be honest. No, but what I'm saying different is, I seen I seen something on on Raquel May earlier, and I thought number tens. Let's have a chat about that. And I want to talk about mad sending offs as well because there was a break, brilliant thing from Paraguay, I think it was, uh, last night that I seen. But of course, everyone's welcome to join us at nine o'clock tomorrow night. And you can absolutely tell us anything about football. Um, any weird stuff. The, the weirder, the better. It doesn't have to be stuck to number 10. It's the weirder, the better. Um, there's loads of content coming this week. The forum's on tomorrow then on yeah. this channel from 10 o'clock. Um, Tuesday we play Milan. I'll be back with a post-match show on Tuesday. Wednesday will be the midweek fix. Um, Thursday will be Man on Football show at 10 with me, Keith and Shawnee. What are we doing this week, Keith? I think we're doing bars, are we? Are we? Yeah, I think we are. The mess that is Barca. 
Yeah, okay. should be a good one. Yeah, that'd be a good one. And then Friday Sports Unplugged is back where Kev is going to give you a rundown of all the profiles of all the Formula One drivers competing in Dubai next week because he's absolutely buzzing for the Formula One. Um, that's about it, I think. Uh, Sienna is flying. I hope you've seen yeah. her update. She's walking on her own. She's showing off now. She's doing fucking flips and everything. It's all going off. Um, she's having a great time. She's back um, late this week. I think she's back in Ireland late this week, so she's absolutely flying, and it's it's genuinely made our Christmas seeing the updates from her to see her walking on on it and stuff. It's genuinely, it's fucking brilliant. Um, Shawnee, anything else before we go? No, I'll, I just I echo your sentiments with Sienna. It's fucking great, honestly. That that's the only way I put it. It's great. I seen her up and down on the walker. She's uh, jolly little self laughing away and yeah. buzzing and you can just tell that it's, it's a huge the word, I think the word to you is no pun intended is it's a huge step for her and honestly just couldn't be more proud of the the lads involved and herself so yeah it's great yeah it's absolutely brilliant Keith anything else before we go no I echo what Shani said you know the Sienna stuff is is the stuff that makes us the happiest you know what I mean Liverpool win Divock scores but you know the, the Sienna stuff is where it's at for us uh, Laura Duffy says Keith was so excited he didn't even do karaoke tonight Laura I was out last night and I done a karaoke last night and what I stunk the gaff out uh, my, my old specialist two out three ain't bad and, uh, nice yeah, it was bad because a bit of a sore throat so ah. it wasn't uh, it wasn't very good that was the one out of the three Keith was it yeah it was the one out of the three yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah so that's why I had to lay off you know what I mean and come here, what, was, what was the night out for it was just a random night I was my mate's 40th no my mate's 40th and, and what was uh, it a Chinese on Cable Street with karaoke no no it was in a in a boozer and, and a friend of ours was the DJ and he does karaoke you want to hear this fuck I sing and he's great and he belts out right before what we finish what boozer was it uh, I couldn't tell you in case there's any uh, in case they get in trouble for letting us have a sing song what Paddy street Collins. is it no no you're good for the sing songs at the minute yeah no Paddy Cullen's up in Ballsbridge and um oh, he, my mate's a great lead. The fellow who done the karaoke is brilliant and he sings uh, Rag and Bowman. Yeah. I'm only human. Yeah. Brought the place down and then calls me up. Yeah. And I go up and like, oh, I've a bit of a sore throat. And he goes, ah, don't be saying that. I know you're only messing. Stinking. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you could have called me up after someone shit was on. Instead, yeah. he calls me up after he brings the house down. I'm like, yeah. wasn't happy. But uh, right. yeah, he thought I was doing a fakey. I wasn't. Was Good night, though. Good night, yeah. yeah. Dying today, but good you know, sign. it is what it is. We yeah. move. Good sign. Um, Kev, anything else before we go? Nah, man, all good. Uh, delighted with this news about Sienna. That's fantastic. Um, puts, a, puts everything into perspective, especially at this time of year. Uh, when you see those pictures coming in, man, uh, heartwarming stuff. It really it's is. Brilliant. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find out the exact date she comes home because I'm going to try to organise something for her for when she arrives home because, like, she's literally going to be going through rehab right through Christmas and everything, you know, the sort of way. So I'm, I'm trying to organise something for me and the lads um, for when she gets home. <coughs> now, I'm not going to fucking, she's not going to arrive home at 12 o'clock at night. We're going to be all there <laughs> letting off fucking repeaters outside <laughs> the gaffer. Like that, you know what I mean? We keep that for when she's going to school, but what we'll try to do something for her. Um, Red Steve. Um, says I want you Keith I need you Keith but there ain't no way I'm ever gonna love you Keith um, baby we can talk don't do it Keith night, no you let yourself down last night don't do it now but that ain't getting us nowhere it's a fucking chill isn't go. it 
listen thanks a million for joining us there's fucking 500 years or something watching tonight and <laughs> um, the chat was absolutely bouncing i couldn't keep up with it um please hit the like button on your way out please subscribe if you haven't already and as i said there's loads and loads of content coming this week um reviews previews number 10s not raquel me because kev will get upset and um, there's all sorts going on this week so go and check us out and check out the man on football show as well and if you have any sienna updates we will absolutely do that for you as well um shawnee keith kev thanks for joining me i've been gav that's been the fatback for talks in a bit over now sports social podcast network <laughs>